Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Football podcast. I'm your host Billy Powell and today's episode is a little bit different to normal. Today the episode will be kind of split into two parts. First we'll go over this week's main talking points within the world of football. And the second part we'll be going over the games coming up for the weekend ahead and giving our predictions. Hopefully my predictions will be a bit better than last time and we might actually get a few right this time. But getting right into things, this week saw the final group stage games take place for the Champions League as we saw some surprise knockouts and some very unfortunate events take place. I'll start off with the events that took place during the PSG and Istanbul game. After only 15 minutes, the game had to be suspended when the players walked off the pitch over alleged racial abuse towards one of the Istanbul backroom staff from the fourth official. The incident took place when Istanbul assistant coach accused the fourth official of using a racist term against him. It has since been reported that the fourth official has been found guilty of racial profiling and will face a 10-match ban. For me, that's just not good enough. Football fans get banned for three years for being in possession of a flare at a game. Racism, as I'm sure and I hope that all of my followers will agree... Is, a much more se- is much more serious than just being in possession of a flare at football. Referee Sebastian Colt-Secco, for me, should never be able to referee a football game again. Being found guilty of racial profiling is very, very serious, and giving him a 10-game ban just isn't enough for me. Moving on, though, the Champions League final game week was very entertaining. With Real Madrid still having the possibility of being knocked out of the Champions League, it was all eyes on Group B. With Madrid beating Borussia Mönchengladbach, all Inter Milan had to do was win against Shakhtar Donetsk to go through to the knockout stages, 
But Shakhtar Donetsk held them out to a nil-nil draw, which saw Inter crash out of all European competitions, finishing bottom of the group. Both Madrid and Mönchengladbach were the two teams to reach the knockout stages from Group B, and it's the first time in Mönchengladbach's history that they've managed to reach the Champions League knockout stages. Barcelona faced Juventus in a battle to see who would take top spot, and it was the Penaldo show as Juventus won 3-0 with Ronaldo scoring two penalties. This means that it looks very likely that Barcelona could be crashing out in the next round with Bayern, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Dortmund and PSG being the teams they could be facing. That wasn't all for the Champions League though. Manchester United were also knocked out after a 3-2 loss to RB Leipzig. United were 2-0 down within 15 minutes and went 3-0 down in the 69th when Justin Cliver, son of Patrick, scored. The last 10 minutes were all United though as they they scored two goals in two minutes and with eight minutes left, United just needed one more goal to go through. In the 90th minute, it looked like they'd done it with Mukiele nearly turning the ball into his own net. But Peter Galashi, former Liverpool keeper, kept it out and sent United to the Europa League. With it being Friday though, that means the Premier League football is back on our screens. So here's my predictions ahead of the upcoming game week. We'll start off with tonight's game between Leeds and West Ham. I, for one, am really excited and really looking forward to this game. I've been really enjoying watching Leeds this season and with West Ham being very unfortunate not to take anything last week against Man United, it shapes up to be a very interesting game. With the way Leeds play, I can see West Ham trying to sit back and soak up the pressure while trying to hit Leeds on the counter-attack and with Mikel Antonio looking like he could get a start, that could be very, very dangerous for Leeds. That's why I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Despite looking fairly solid at the back, I really don't think West Ham will be able to keep Leeds out for the full 90 minutes. Saturday, though, starts with Wolves taking on the mighty Villa at Molyneux. I really hope with the two-week break that Villa have had since our last outing against West Ham, that we've been able to sort the defence out and we might be able to keep a clean sheet. But if I'm honest with you, I just don't think that's going to happen. Adama Traore, Daniel Pedence and Pedro Neto against this Villa back line really, really scares me. Especially if we play the high line like we have the previous few games. Saying that though, if the Villa forwards bring their scoring boots, it could be a good day for the villains. But with Barkley still out, and personally I just can't see that being the case if I'm honest. I'd I'd take a draw now for this game, but the only result I can see happening is a Wolves win and I'm going to go for a 2-0 Villa loss. Hopefully I'll be proven wrong, but after the previous two results for Villa, I just can't see that being the case. Sticking with West Midlands teams though, and West Brom travel up to Newcastle for the 3 o'clock kickoff. Some of the Newcastle players are still in isolation with COVID-19, but Steve Bruce has said that he does have enough players to pick from, so that game will go ahead. Saying that, I'm not sure who those players are or whether the likes of Callum Wilson and St Maximum will be fit, but if they weren't, would Steve Bruce really be willing to play the game? Of course not. So for that reason, I'll still go with a Newcastle win, but I do though certainly think 
will be in for one of those very, very boring games. 2-1 to Newcastle is, I think, what the score will be. But one thing's for sure, if West Brom do come away with a win, it wouldn't shock me at all. With United crashing out of the Champions League in midweek, they face rivals Man City in this weekend's standout game. You're probably expecting me to ramble on about this game with a load of different stats and that, but I'm actually going to keep it very short and simple. I think it's going to be a good game and it's one I'm very much looking forward to watching, but I do think that City will win and quite comfortably too. Man City 3-1 win is what I'm going to go with. Saturday's final game sees Everton take on a very informed Chelsea side. And with Everton's defence looking like a broken sink and Chelsea's attack looking red hot, I think we can all agree that there's only one side that's going to win this. I'm going to say another 3-1 win here. I don't think Chelsea will be able to keep keep the clean sheet despite looking very strong at the back. And coming up against someone like Calvert-Lewin, he's always going to be a danger. So that's who I think will get the Everton goal. Southampton welcome Sheffield United to St Mary's as they look to continue their excellent start of the season. I don't think people will disagree when I say that the Saints will comfortably take all three points. And with Danny Ings looking like he'll be starting, I'm going to go for a Southampton 4-0 win. I know that probably sounds very ambitious, but the way Southampton are playing and with James Ward-Prowse's set pieces, it's a very realistic scoreline in my opinion. Knowing me and my luck with predictions though, Sheffield United will probably come away with their first win of the season. Anyways, moving on to the next game between Spurs and Crystal Palace. From a Crystal Palace perspective, I don't think this could have come at a worse time. With last week's 5-1 battering of West Brom, they will have been looking to build on that. But coming up against this Spurs side in the form that they're in, and the form that the likes of Kane and Son are in, it's just not going to be a fun afternoon for Palace fans. 3-0 Spurs is what I think this result is going to be. Liverpool take on Fulham at Craven Cottage next. And I'm going to keep this one very simple as well. If Liverpool go all out and play how they normally do, I'd say 5-0 straight off the bat. If they're going to go out and do a Man City and only play at 50%, I just think they're going to, they'll still win and quite comfortably. But I think they'd go for a 3-0 win would be the score if they did take it easy. But therefore, I'm going to go in the middle and say 4-0. <laughs> Arsenal against Burnley is the penultimate game of the weekend in what will be a very interesting game. Depending on how this game goes, could this be Arteta's last game in charge of Arsenal? And I'm really torn to predict this one. You'd really be expecting Arsenal to easily take all three points. But at the minute, Arsenal just don't look like scoring at all. And they're just trying to put if they're just trying to put crosses into the box against this Burnley team, you just know that it won't result into anything and they'll continue their non-scoring drought. If they change up their style a bit, they may stand a chance, but I'm gonna go for a shock result here and go for a 1-0 Burnley win. I just feel like Burnley will be able to keep Arsenal out and I think they'll take their chance when they have it. Leicester take on Brighton at the King Power in the weekend's final game and following their last minute winner last week and also their midweek Europa League win, I think it's going to be three wins from three for Leicester. 
Brighton were very unfortunate last week with all the controversy surrounding the penalty that they gave away last week. But I just can't see things getting any better for them. I do, though, feel that it will be a close game, but a 1-0 win and a Jamie Vardy goal is what I think will happen. That's all for today. Thank you very much for listening. Let me know your thoughts and opinions on Twitter and Instagram at LTFootballPod. Don't forget to follow us over there as well. Take it easy and I'll see you back here on Tuesday for another episode. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.